Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See this? Oh. What are we doing? It's week two of the Jerome, baby. We got Boar back again. Sharks here. You're listening to Theater and College Hoops. I'm Subi. Alongside me, as always, is the Shark. We're brought to you by Dash Radio and the Barnburner Podcast Network. Go subscribe to the podcast on whichever device you use. I actually heard Goron Sutan, former big man from Michigan State, subscribe. So you should as well. Check out the website at thebarnburner.com. That's the yeah, barnburner.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at CBD Theater. You should also follow me at Subi232 to find out where the feed is and shark at shark underscore ultra BB. We're sponsored by Blue Note, artfully crafted small batch bourbon distilled in Memphis Blues. You know where the Memphis this time because i know you did it on purpose last week slowly but surely reading the intro but it was terrible <laughs> i wanted to go to sleep right right after you said that I, you could have been a longer than three minute suspension so i'm glad i'm back in the saddle for that i, I wasn't actively applying for the job to do it i'm not i don't want to do that job i felt obligated to do it because somebody has to do it when you're serving a suspension. So I'm glad you're back and I'm glad that you're, you're acting in accordance with, uh, you know, standard text relationships that people should have with one another. Any thoughts on Goron Sutan? No, I actively chose to not interrupt you this week because I don't want to, uh, create a pattern 
for you to expect something when it's coming. So I laid off this week. I might be back next week. Who knows? That's good. It is March. Got to stay sharp. When you, when you think they're going to press you, they they drop back. I like it. Think they're going to come out of timeout in the zone. They're man to man. Got to be ready for anything here in March. We also got Boar back in town, ready to talk week two of the Jerome Boar. How we doing, baby? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me back. Um, what a complete bloodbath the first the first week of our picks were. Throw that away. Delete delete, delete the recording. But yeah, we're back and we got a bunch more tournaments. So excited to get into it. All right. We will get into that momentarily. A few quick items I want to touch on from last week's feet. And it's strictly Jerome. First and foremost, hat tip to Gardner Webb. Charlotte Gardner Gardner Webb. All right. I'm going to explain the joke here for a little bit. Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte's Webb, the child's book. Gardner Webb in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. That's how you put together a web. I'm sharp today, fellas. Charlotte's Gardner Webb dancing for the first time ever. So hug for them. DJ Laster and the boys. I think DJ Laster had 30 plus going into Radford. And I think one of you guys picked Radford in that in that conference tournament. Am I mistaken? Guilty as charged with the Radford. Yep. Um, just one of the many bad picks. So moving forward. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that Charlotte's Web connection you just did. I feel like I'm Hansel and Zoolander when he's blacking out and everything. There's water flying around and I'm asking where I am. That's what I'm feeling like right now. It's a web in and of itself. I got puns. I got connections. Six degrees of separation. I got it all for you here today on feet. So Gardner Webb dancing for the very first time. Incredible story. We love those every single year. Second point I want to touch base on. Chris Clemens in the dominatrix. Mike Dom and Chris Clemens not going to be making their tournament. Uh, well, I shouldn't say debut because Dom was in a last year but we're not going to get either of those guys in the tournament we were very very close to getting no John Morant and that would have been a terrible 0 for 3 had we had we missed out on Ja but I'm a little upset that we didn't get Clemens and Dom and I'm not necessarily shocked that we're not getting Chris Clemens if you really look at that Campbell Campbell's team they kind of suck outside of him Dom though what happened in what happened to South Dakota State I thought they were going to cruise to that conference tournament. Yeah, I mean, I I, I missed the game, but uh, sort of. Who's who's it, who's it down to now? North Dakota State. And that was that was in last week as the the lock of the of the tournaments that we that we went went over. So, yeah, not good. Downright tragedy. The fact that Mike Dom has had this great career. We've all learned his name around this time every single year and it's his senior year. It's his last shot at somehow getting an upset in the tournament and he's not going to get there. So it's unfortunate, but that's why Well, actually that's, I mean, it's ridiculous that some conference tournaments are decided that way, but that's a debate for a different day. Right. And so I think a lot of the times journalists and the media will focus in on players and teams that at least got to the dance, but then just got molly in the first round. I don't have much sympathy for those guys. I have sympathy for the guys like Chris Clemens and Dom who, I mean, what they do in the regular season doesn't mean anything. Their entire season comes down to like three games. Chris Clemens and Dom obviously in the top 10 in scoring, but in terms of team accolades, it only comes down to what they do in the postseason. So 
I feel bad for those guys that put together such an incredible resume during their time in college, and then they can't win in the, the conference tournament, and they're not able to shine on the big stage. So hug for those two, but thankfully we do have John Morant. Another thing I wanted to touch on, Scotty James for Liberty. I'm going to go out and stamp it right now. He is currently my least favorite player in the entire field. That's And, and there's only been five or six teams that have – punch their ticket, but Scotty James on Liberty is my least favorite player. And because everyone's played with a guy like fucking Scotty James, a guy that's just this big muscular white guy who doesn't really look like a basketball player, but he's playing the five and he just flopped everywhere. Like a fish. He's extra physical in times that you don't really need to be physical. And He's just a maddening player. Scotty James is also the guy from last week who flopped. I mean, you want to talk about theater. You want to talk about acting on a stage. Scotty James gets brushed on his shoulder, and he damn near does a backflip. Incredible. Luckily, the the opposing player, the Lipscomb player, didn't get tossed or anything. But I just want to go out and say Scotty James is probably my least favorite player right now in the field. I'm on the completely other side of that. I love Scotty James. When I watched him play, it was like taking the kind of woe is me, whiny attitude and skill of Tyler Hansbro and putting him into the body of Luke Heron Gody, where all he does is just get putbacks and offensive, and like just back you down for a little bit and then somehow get a uh, little baby hook to go over the taller, outstretched defender. I love that guy. I mean, you can criticize him all you want, but he was getting buckets at every critical moment at the end of that game, he had the one play when right before he did the flop, he had that putback on the offensive rebound. And what was the name of the guy on Lipscomb De- Berry or something, Dareberry or something like that? The guy that almost got tossed. I think it, I think it was Marbury. Marbury. Yeah. Marbury was the complete opposite of Scotty James. Marbury missed every single big shot that was in that he had. He seemed to be running his mouth to Scotty James and he just couldn't connect. He missed free throws at the end of the game. And, uh, Give me, give me liberty, give me liberty, or give me death. First of all, but also give me liberty as a 14 seed if they're playing uh, LSU. Stop. Thank oh, maybe uh, LSU because of the Will Wade shit. Yeah. Give me some liberty. Yeah. Liberty, liberty, liberty. Thank you. That's, I was waiting for that jingle to come on, and then last but not least. It was, that was a layup. Last but not least, Bradley versus you and I. What a comeback from the Braves of Bradley. Coming back, I think they scored 15 points in the first half, an abysmal, putrid performance in the first half, and then an equally abysmal performance from the Panthers of you and I. No Farouk Manesh walking through that door, okay? No Seth Tuttle. Remember that name. Seth Tuttle not there anymore. Bradley, for the first time, I think, since – I think they're back in the tournament for the first time since the scoreboard, since they played Pitt and the scoreboard read Brad Pitt. That was always a nice little nugget in in the annals of NCAA history. So Bradley with an amazing comeback, but I got to say, middle of that game at halftime, maybe even in the second half, all you have to do is open your eyes, watch and see that the winner of that game is going to get buried. I mean, they're bred seriously butter by whoever they play in the first round. Cause those are two <laughs> teams and Bradley might've honestly they've won, but at what cost? 
I tweeted in the middle of that game, and this was as a Bradley backer. Um, Bradley, for about 20 minutes of game time, was legitimately the worst college basketball team I've ever seen play. They, they wouldn't shoot. They wouldn't attack the hoop at all. All they would do is just you know go off ball screens, dribble around, try to pound it in, get a shot blocked, or throw it out of bounds. It was putrid. I mean, they had 13 or 15 points in the first half, and then all of a sudden they turn it on. That all happened also coincide once I hit Northern Iowa on the live line. So it might be something where it's looking at me, and as soon as I'm on the other side, then Bradley's like, oh, the shark, he, he's, a, he's off us right now, so let's turn it up in a few notches. That's a different – I mean, that's a theory I have. But anyways, it all worked out. Um, and that team – oh, you and I – I mean, they're under 500 going into it, so we should have expected them to be horrible. Uh, but their freshman guard, A.J. Green, not the Bengals wide receiver, that guy's good. He's got some game. He, he's able to create his own shot, and he was the only one that could score uh, on Northern Iowa at the end of that. And it would have been nice to see Ben Jacobson in the tournament again, but he probably should have taken a job a while ago instead of toiling away in Northern Iowa. Well, real quick, that AJ Green reference that you just made, I'm pretty sure they said that he had power five, power six offers on the table. And he's like, mm, I'm going to go to Northern Iowa instead and losing this in the title game to Bradley. Yeah, pretty bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's really all I wanted to talk about from last week. Did you guys have anything you wanted to add? Those were my highlights. No. Silence is good. I like that. Or I think we lost you on the mic. We got a mic down. We've lost a mic. We're up. We got a mic. Yeah, no, I, I am genuinely glad that uh, we're not seeing shock out of the gates here it's it's been that way for some of those mid-major tournaments early so yeah I, I mean it's it's been a bloodbath i think i got two picks right total so far not good but um yeah at the same time it's, it's good to see some some mix up got to keep chopping wood i mean the only other thing to possibly bring up is that that uh murray state belmont game was pretty good that's what we're looking for so there's a possibility you never know uh, that Belmont could potentially be an at-large. I don't see it this year, but a lot of people are kind of rooting for that after that great game. Certainly, I would have rather have Belmont in the tournament than a team like, you know, Ohio State, who just sucks, or any any of those other teams. For um, sure, for sure. And then, they're yeah, they're knocking right on the door. If some of these, like, say the A-10 gets a weird winner or, or some of these shake out, they're totally going to get bounced, and it sucks. Who Who is the, who's the guy on Belmont that was just drilling threes has like Dylan Winder, that outstanding guy, outstanding white guy fade. Yeah, I mean, he's he's incredible. So, yeah. I hope they get him. Yeah, I'd rather see, like you said, a Lipscomb or a Belmont over in ASU or in Indiana. I don't care that Indiana's rattled off like six straight. They also we're, lost fourteen at some point in the season. They're terrible. Yeah, we're gonna get into get into the Big Twelve, but like the back four teams, because Lenardi's projecting eight out of there are just ass like tech. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll discuss, but yeah, to see Belmont get bounced for one of them is disgusting. Yeah. Well, March is power of positive thinking month. All right, Bor. So put the past behind you. Let's look forward to these upcoming conference tournaments. And let's start with the ACC, probably the best conference in all of America with three legitimate national title 
national title threats. Born much like last week, I'll leave you to kick off in the ACC. Who you got? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going. I'm going with Virginia. Your boys, Sue. Uh, Not my boys. Yeah, no. Keep keeping it keeping it simple out of the gates. I'm guessing it'll be one of uh, UVA, UNC, or Duke. Um, and I've, I've, they've just been my favorite team all year. Boring, but I'm, I mean, they're 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 a they're a March favorite for me. So I love them. I'm also on Virginia, and I'm a notorious UVA hater. Uh, because they burned me so many times in the past, but I just like them in this spot. They're obviously the one seed. They're not going to have to play Duke or Carolina in the semifinals. They should get to the finals uh, and then they'll, they'll get the pick of the litter at that point. And also just because dealing with the bad taste in their mouth going from last year, I, I think that they're going to be very committed at this time of the year. It's probably all they've been talking about for the full calendar year. And now is their opportunity to show that they're not, they can shake off the cobwebs from that UMBC performance last year. So I, I like Virginia to win the ACC tournament um, and get the, get the number one overall seed. I think that would clinch it for them, um, but ultimately lose probably in the Elite Eight or Final Four. Well, I think even if they don't win a game in the ACC tournament, they're probably a lock for a one seed. Oh, Are yeah. you referencing the overall? Yeah, number one overall. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so – I like this because last week when we were going through these picks, we had a lot of similarities and common picks with either the Shark or Ubor. Uh, I'm zigging when you guys are zagging. I'm going Duke, actually, uh, because I do – I'm with you in disliking Virginia. I've been shitting on them all year. And then I did have to take a step back, look at their whole resume, and realize that the only two losses that they have are to Duke. They're a really fucking good team. But – I'm going to take Duke because I actually think Zion's going to come back at some point during this run. And even if he doesn't, RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish are going to have to step up at some point. And I think this is the time for them to do it. And then I'm also going to go with the old cliche. If they have to play Carolina, it's tough to beat a team three times in a season. I don't know if that applies to college basketball. It applies in the NFL when you got to play a division opponent in the playoffs, but I'm going to take Duke when fully healthy they are the best team in the country. I'm just, for the love of God, Jack White, give me some threes, bud. That's all I need. But you're Duke luck. in the AC. Good luck yeah. on that corner. Um, I don't know. DeAndre Hunter's just so milk, man. Like, he, and he he wasn't playing in the UMBC game. People forget. I'm I'm looking at the chops. That that's going to be the the story for the casual bracketologist is is just remembering Virginia for that and yeah. I'm just gonna put him put him in my final four, walk away. That's a great call out. That's a great call out for. I also don't want to mistake that for any of us giving Virginia a buy or a an excuse as to why. <laughs> no. Because they probably could have been down Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter, maybe even Kyle Guy, and they still should have won that game. Sure. Fair. But uh I don't know. The, I, the big key for me is just that it's not the typical Virginia Cavs team that wins by five points, you know, they get buckets and they're, they're winning by 20 because they can score now. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's just not fair. I, I always hate when we're, when we're doing the, Oh, this team never makes it far. So they suck this year. Like that was Nova's whole MO. And I do that. here That's we are. Me. That's <laughs> yeah. me. 
That's fair. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking. We're not talking March Madness with that. We're talking ACC tournament. So Roy Williams and Coach K are going to be thinking, all right, I got to make sure my guys are ready for a Final Four run. Let's just play enough games so we're not going to be rusty once we have to play the following Thursday or Friday. UVA, they're going to be so kind of pent up, ready to run through a brick wall because of what happened last year. I think they come storming out right here to send a statement. Yeah, that would be great. I need those points. Watch fucking Syracuse win this somehow. Unreal. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the American. Four. This is one. This has got to be one of my favorites out of the entire field. American this year, the the top four have been awesome to watch. I don't know how good they're going to do in the tournament, but I was watching the UCF Houston at Houston game, and <laughs> UCF just stole my heart. Taco Falls, obviously the big story. He's ridiculous to just watch play basketball, but they also have like two or three other pretty good scorers. So they're my pick in this. I think they're the four seed. I need to get some points. I got to start thinking outside the bun. That's that's where I'm starting with. Oh, Taco Bell reference. I didn't even realize. Uh, Taco <laughs> Fall is my pick. Um, the one thing I was tempted by is Memphis are the hosts at the at the five seed. Only losses at the FedEx Forum were Tennessee, and then I think Cincinnati. So, a little bit of a sleeper. I just don't think they have the dogs. They have this guy, Jeremiah Martin, I think is their lead guard. He's a hometown kid. He's a senior. Um, but, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to stick with Taco and, and the Knights. Barn guys will like that. Yeah, I'm, so I'm disgusted with my pick right now. I hate myself. I feel like the guy, you ever seen the Da Vinci Code, the albino guy that lashes himself? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm doing that with this pick because I'm picking Mick Cronin in Cincinnati. I do this to myself every single March. It's clockwork. Set it. I'm picking Mick Strong, and he's going to disappoint me in some horrible, bruising style of basketball where everybody misses a million shots. But I am picking Cincinnati. Um, obviously, everyone saw they got their just collapse in the second half against Houston last week. Mick Cronin made his headlines again by having a funny press conference. That's typical Mick Cronin, but I'm picking them just simply because that they are going to get, you know, completely motivated for about a one week stretch. And I think it'll tail off. And the other is the fact that I, they are the two seed and bore for all the reasons that you mentioned with UCF, who's already beaten Houston in Houston being the four seed as well as Memphis. I think I like either UCF or Memphis to upset Houston as the number one seed. And I just need Cincinnati to get to the final. I'm not worried about Temple. Misery loves company, Shark. So I'll join you. I got Cincinnati as well. I was kind of disgusted with my pick. Also, I took a quick shower, bathed myself a little bit, because it came down to Cincy or UCF. Or I love UCF as well. I just don't think that they have the experience to win a couple games in a row. So that's why – And actually, who the fuck am I kidding? I don't know if Cincinnati has that either. But I'm going to go with Mick Cronin's guys strictly because of that press conference that you alluded to, Shark. If you hadn't seen it, I mean, you you touched a little bit on it, how it was outrageous, but I'm going to go a little bit more in-depth. He said he was going to call the Cincinnati men's football coach, Luke Fickle, and hold straight-up tryouts to see who was going to get on the plane to Memphis for the conference tournament. And he said he wasn't joking. Whenever a coach 
looks at you or looks at the reporter and stone cold says, and I'm not joking, it makes it 10 times funnier. So, and I also think Mick Cronin is dead serious in this. This also dovetails very nicely into an earlier discussion we had a few months ago on the pod. And that was who would win in a steel cage match, him, Kevin Willard, or Chris Mack, all bald white guys, varying statures and height. I think I went with Mick. This is the exact reason why he calls up guys like Luke Fickle. He's got the dog in him. So I don't know if they're going to win this tournament, but I went out on a limb and I actually thought that a lot of people were going to look overlook Cincinnati, especially after that terrible second half against Houston. I'm kind of shocked that none of us picked Houston though. They're fucking good, man. They only have what two losses, three losses on the entire year. Kelvin Sampson very well could be coach of the year. Uh, that is thinking outside the bun, Mr. Taco Bell. No, for sure. I mean, they're, they, they've been awesome. I just think, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think they're the classic, not as good as their record might indicate, but, uh, and I'm, I'm doing this because I'm so behind it thinking Jerome that I need to start getting some, getting some points. Um, but they, yeah, their lead guards. Awesome. They'll, they'll, I mean, they're clearly the front runner. All right. Talk to me about the A-10. A-10. This is the fourth year they've done it in the Barclays Center. So they're little brother to the Big East Tournament this weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jay-Z, 14 sellouts, hanging in the rafters. Um, I'm going with Davidson, the the two seed, as my pick. I this Did this year feel like... I didn't follow too much A-10 hoops this year, so I was just kind of getting coached up recently. I don't know if that was universal for you guys, but, um, yeah, VCU is the one seed. It looks like some other teams like the Bonnies, maybe Dayton could sneak in there. This is historically one of the ones that it's always not the top team. So I'm just going to ride with Davidson. Their top player, John Axel Gunmanson from Iceland. I'll be doing the skull dance, clapping on my couch on top of my head, uh, pulling for those guys. That fucking guy's still there? I hope so. Or else, oh. or else, or else my pick is terrible. Oh, he's still there because yeah. I'm also joining you. Davidson, baby. <laughs> Goodmanson. And you're also forgetting about the Lukes. You got Luke Frampton, you know, the American version. Then you got Luke Abrajevic. Abrajevic. <laughs> it's some different version. But those guys, I mean, Davidson, you know, you know they're going to be well coached. You know they're going to be able to shoot. I mean, why not? Who's that other guy? Peyton something? He's still there? You guys remember that? No, nah, he's gone. I think he's gone. Yeah. All right. Davidson. All right. I'm actually going to go with Dayton. And a lot of this had to do with the fact that Ohio is just on a fucking roll right now. State of Ohio. All right. They signed Kareem Hunt a little bit ago. They just traded for Odell Beckham. And you're right, Bor. I'm the, the A-10 is this conference where I just I, I don't see the top team coming out of it. I don't see VCU, who I think only has two conference losses, winning winning this tournament so i had to go with one that was going to get me the most points and i think dayton out of the three that we or out of the two teams that we just listed they're lower seated than davidson so i'm going to go with the flyers and because i feel like we've seen this three maybe two times in in the past 10 years or so dayton if they win this tournament i wouldn't be surprised if they are in the playing game 
And where's that playing game, baby? Dayton, that's, a, that's a home game for the Dayton Flyers. So give me Dayton and, uh, and, and the A-10. But this one's wide open, man. I can see anyone winning this tournament. All right. Big 12. Big 12. Matt, am I leading us off? I'm oh, sticking. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with the two seed, my favorite team in this conference all year. Texas Tech, Jared Culver, baby, best defense in the country. Bunch of dogs. Bunch of dogs on the team. Uh, I mean, biggest story of this of this bracket is Kansas in the three seed for the first time in 14 years. So um, I saw LeGerald Vick left the team, so things seem to be going okay over there. But yeah, uh, this is like this is same story as my EVA pick. They've been my favorite team in this conference. Um, they want to they if they win out, do they have a chance of getting on the one line? Maybe, mm. possibly. I think there's too many people in front of them. Yeah, but uh, no, they've been, they've been rolling. I mean, nine straight coming into this, and it's not like they're eking out wins. They're just crushing teams. And uh, yeah, that's those those are my guys. I'm also taking my guys, and my guys happen to be limping into the Big 12 tournament. They've lost three straight, five of six, full-on disaster mode. I don't care, though. I'm taking the Niangs. Iowa State, I like the draw. I like the draw. You got to get by Baylor. You get by Baylor in that first game. It's an early game. You get in there. Baylor, they're sluggish. They're up and down. I, I, I like Horton Tucker to kind of lift them right there, or Shayok to do it as well. And then they get Kansas State. And Kansas State, I don't know if you heard, Dean Wade out for the tournament. Again, I, I like that draw. So I, I think the Yanks can make a run, run here. When are you going to let it go, man? Like, how many What? He got hurt. He didn't win a title. Got to let the, the Cyclones go. I am – do you want to rebut? rebut? No, I, I'm just never going to let it go. So there's nothing to rebut. I was going to go with Kansas State, and actually, I want all the theater goers to give a hand or send a text to Bohr thanking him because he's been a fantastic keeper of the drone. I'm going to let him talk about the nuisances and getting the picks in, but I emailed my pick to Bohr saying, give me Kansas State, because I was feeling very confident with them. And then I found out from via Bruce Weber that Dean Wade is doubtful for the tournament. That severely altered my pick. And I'm actually going to go with Texas Tech. So Texas Tech, it was between Texas Tech and K-State. And I thought Dean Wade could make that difference. If you look at Kansas State, they're a completely different team with Dean Wade on the floor as opposed to not on the floor. That said, Texas Tech is pretty fucking healthy. They have a great coach in Chris Beard, who I would say is the second best coach in that conference behind uh, Bill Self. And then, of course, you mentioned Jarrett Culver. They're giving out regular season player of the year awards. I don't know who, who they mentioned for the big 12 Dean Wade won preseason big 12 player of the year. Would not be surprised if Jared Culver came away with it at the end of this year. And then, you know who I love, especially on this Texas tech team, everyone focuses in on Culver, even David day, David day Moretti, love Moretti. But my guy on Texas tech is Matt Mooney. That kid is the perfect college basketball player. He's the perfect tournament player. He's gritty. He can shoot. He had himself a game against Duke. I'm hoping that Texas Tech can use that experience and the difficult Big 12 schedule to make a run here, and I could very well see them making a deep run in uh, in the actual tournament. So 
Give me the Red Raiders. All right. Love it. So two two Red Raiders and a delusional Iowa State. That's good. You knew it was coming. Boy, we're <laughs> going to your baby. This is your dojo. Where are we going in the Big East? Big East? Um, how much time do we have? I Before I even get into this, actually, can we flip the script on this? And I actually want to hear your picks before I, I, I launch because – the complete hackery that goes into the people picking this tournament when I was doing just some initial research, it's like these guys that are getting paid to do what we do better than them uh, aren't even paying attention. But, yeah, who, who are you picking, Sue? All right, I'll start first. And I, I hate that as well. I got guys like fucking Charlie Casterly telling me that the, the Cowboys threw it too much to Des Bryant. Stephen A. Smith, we all know he's he, he's been terrible and. Don't blame it on Steve. So I'm with you in the sense that people are getting paid to do things that we can do better than them. Cat Casserly's unhinged right now. <laughs> He's on tilt. Casserly is so insane. I actually saw a funny tweet. It was like, uh, it would appear Charlie Casserly wasn't fully prepared for an interview. Interesting. All right. But in the Big East, I'm actually going to throw up the X's, baby. Xavier. Wow. Xavier, man. This is very much out on the limb. But the Big East tournament, in all the years that I've been watching it, is all about Uncle Mo. It's all about momentum. Kemba Walker, end of the year, built that momentum going into the tournament, and they rattled off, what, six straight. Xavier's the hottest team in the Big East, and nobody's talking about him because they haven't done much prior to the season. But I'm going to take Xavier to continue that momentum going in. I think Creighton's going to be a little shook with uh, some uncertainty around that program. Marcus Howard is going to have a cold night, even though I love Marquette, love those guys. You know my thoughts on Villanova. They already, Villanova lost to Xavier, so there's no lack of, lacking in confidence there from, from the Musketeers. Give me the X in the Big East. I mean, what a horrible, horrible pick. Did you, did you look up anything related to the Big East tournament at all? Uh, I looked up that they're the hottest team in the Big East, yeah. Well, you just the one stat that you just cited, you're wrong because they're not the hottest team in the Big East. Creighton is the hottest team in the Big East. Creighton is scorching hot, and they play each other in this first round, Father. Creighton, Xavier, you're going to see it firsthand. Creighton is lighting it up. They went on the road. They beat Marquette. They beat uh, DePaul by a million the other day. They're beating everyone. The only team that they've lost to so far, and boy, you can verify this when you need to, the only team that they struggled with is Xavier. So you want to play that game, oh, can, can you beat a team twice? Can you beat the good teams twice? We're about to find out because Xavier at Creighton is about to wipe the floor with these guys. I cannot wait for this game. So is your pick Creighton? Yeah, Creighton. Tyshawn Alexander. Good first-round matchup. Too much uncertainty surrounding the program in Omaha. Yeah, I mean, come amidst heavy allegations at to Greg McDermott. Preach uh, it, boy. Preach it. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let's slow down. It's not Greg McDermott. It's actually Preston Murphy. He's the guy. He he had no knowledge. Sub, you should know all about this with the way Book Alexander handled uh, his his treatment with Sean Miller. So it's the same situation. Sean Miller's still coaching right now. It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. In, which is incredible in its own right. Uh, okay. So I'm first of all, I'm glad you guys are picking some. Yeah, the four, the four, and the five matching the teams because. It does seem like 
people still think that Villanova and Marquette are on this pedestal way above the other eight teams. And it's just not the case. So you got to take the bonus points in this one. If you're, if you're doing the Jerome Marquette is just the least, the, the, the softest, most on biggies tournament type team that we got. Villanova's sort of been limping lately. Uh, I think for non-Providence Friar fans, the pick is St. John's and the Johnnies. They've been cold lately themselves. They're the seven seed. But you're talking Shimori Ponds. Was, I mean, Figueroa. Probably the best starting five talent-wise in the conference. And they're at home. And you got and you got senior night for Ponds. Uh, it just seems like there's there's a lot of Kemba buzz buzzing around in my brain as far as what you'll see from them. So I mean, they're my pick for non-Friar fans. I mean, I put I had to put Providence down in my actual picks because Ed Cooley runs Madison Square Garden, thirteen and five there. <laughs> it's a, it's my call to arms. I mean, we won as the number four in 2014, lost in the finals in OT against. 12 NBA players last year. And, uh, you know, I think I think we got a shot, but probably not. Does the towel robe make a return? Uh, who knows? I mean, this is this is this guy's temple. <laughs> like he, 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 he thrives in the, in, the, in the MSG tournament. And uh, yeah, you never know with him. But we're going to have to win four straight games in order to do it. So <laughs> great. Mark it down. This is definitely going to be the most intriguing conference tournament amongst our group of friends. If this is representative of what the other guys are going to be picking, we got Xavier Creighton and St. John slash Providence. Nobody touches Villanova and Marquette. I love it. I really like to think that I've, I've really persuaded people in getting off Nova after proclaiming them dead. So I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that one. They're totally dead. I mean, to my point earlier, it's like I'm looking at these, you know, the classic conference tournament picks. It has the, the logo of each school and then maybe five analysts picking the team. And it's V's across the board. I was like, this, what, where are we? People just assume that, that fucking Gillespie is, is, is in the same breath as, as Archer or Big Ragu or any of these guys. And it's, it's just not the case. They have two players and, and – there's a lot of other good teams, so who knows? But I think regardless, not not looking like a good year for the Big East as far as coming into the out of the first weekend in the March Madness tournament, we could be over. So who knows? All right. Let's take a quick reprieve from the big time names of college basketball, the bigger conferences. Let's go to the big sky. Big sky bore. What do we got? <laughs> what a complete 180 from uh, where, where we're at, but I guess that's the beautiest thing. I'm going with the Montana Grizz straight. Let's go, baby. One seed in this tournament, lighting it up from three. They got two guards that can score. That's really all I needed to know. It seems like it's one of these classic, you know, there's two really, really good, I mean, relative for the conference in Montana State and Northern Colorado. I think both those guys were in the mix last year. Um, give me the Grizzlies and the, the one stat I saw on this fifth most experienced team in the field 
out of the 300 some odd division one teams. So wow. I'm all in on the Grizz. So am I. Um, this team's tested. They've been in the tournament the past few years. I fully expect them with their returning players to get back into the dance. Take a three. I got Grizz. Long cut. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I mean, this. this Maybe one green. Better. Grizz Sweet. long cut, one green, baby. Yeah. Pull the, yeah. Pull the, pull I'm the taking Montana there. as well. And another reason is because I'm pretty sure I saw, I was there, I was in Montana. Kalispell, Montana, for a bachelor party. And out on the lake, I'm pretty sure I saw the Montana head coach's lake house. It was either his or Montana State. Not sure the difference between the two, but, yeah. Give me Montana in the big sky. All right. We'll go back to some names that we actually know and conferences that we know. Let's hit the Big Ten. This is another wide-open conference with a lot of really good teams, a couple title contenders. Boy, who you got in the Big Ten? Yeah, I'm going with Michigan in this one at the three seed. I, I think it's kind of a toss-up between Mish, Mish State, and Purdue. I don't, I don't really think Wisconsin's got it this year. Um, but, yeah, it, it seems like they're kind of coming back into form. They were lights out at the start of the year. That I saw them live at Mohegan Sun, of all places. They blew us out. Um, pretty crazy to think, but in the last five years – these those four teams, the top four seeded teams, were have been the only teams in the finals in this. Despite it, you know, people always look at it as some as some deep deep conference, but really, it's been one of those fours every every year. So uh, I'm going to roll with them. Don't disrespect Wisconsin. I, I I called their revival way back when, didn't I, Father? When you were talking about how good Michigan was, and I said they're going to lose this week back in December, Wisconsin's going to take it. Nobody had Wisconsin on their radar, and now here they are in the top 25 again. Wisconsin, they are limited. They're not going to be able to make it to the Final Four, but they do have Ethan Happ. Ethan Happ needs his huge moment for college basketball fans to remember him by, and it's going to come in the uh, Big Ten tournament. This is going to be it. Wisconsin's going to win the tournament. Everyone's going to remember who Ethan Happ is, and then they're going to lose in the Sweet 16. You are right in the sense that there's always that one asshole on Wisconsin who somehow like, catches his name in the next five, ten years, and, and people remember him. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happened with Ethan Happ. But I'm going to go with Michigan State. I like that we're all different in our picks. I'm going with Sparty. I love Cassius Winston at the point guard position. Last weekend, uh, or last week, I said how he's the perfect college point guard. That hasn't changed. And then the big news of the week in terms of injuries, Nick Ward is back. So that is monstrous for Michigan State. He's probably their second best, you could argue, best player. And he's coming back just in the next time for Michigan State because they're one of those teams where they're, they're these types of teams that they don't necessarily have to worry too much about what they do in their conference tournament because they know they're in. Obviously, Michigan State is in as well, but they could easily be a four seed, but if they perform well, they could be a two seed, right? So there's a huge difference between that two line and that four line. So Michigan State, although very comfortably in, has a ton to play for. So I'm going to take Michigan State. I'm going to take Cassius Winston. More importantly, why I gave my shout out to Goron Sutan earlier today. They beat, they swept Michigan, but also big, beefy, chunky, chunky Campbell suit, Nick Ward back in the rotation. Give me the pardons. All right. 
enough of the names that we know. Let's go back to the obscure Big West. Oh, man. This one's – this is another one. Uh, unpredictable. I mean, if, if you're familiar with these teams, at least if you're on the East Coast, like you have to have a gambling problem. This is the classic, oh, no, I've lost seven consecutive bets. What's on? Oh, UC Riverside. Great. Uh, but – yeah, uh, with that being said, I'm going with the number four seeded Hawaii. <laughs> Just on principle. Uh, so they are, what, 18 and 12. They, they've, they've beaten Long Beach State twice, the beach. That's their first game. Uh, the Anteaters are red hot. I recognize that. I understand that. that, that. Uh, but at the same time, as I've mentioned earlier, I'm in hell. So I got to start thinking outside the box. I'm going to be on Island time. Got my Jimmy Buffett plan rooting on the Rainbow Warriors or just the Warriors. Was that, was that a reference to Roxy Bernstein saying, how about you? The most over uh, – that's classic early tournament, the most over-emphasized pronunciation I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bold pick. I like the pick. I like avoiding UC Irvine. Um, but you just picked the wrong one. You needed to pick the team that's super. You're going there this weekend. Long Beach State. They are 14 and 18. They are downright awful. But let me tell you something about these guys. They are hot. The only team that, I mean, not quite as hot as UC Irvine, but a little bit less hot. Lukewarm. It was Long Beach State rolling into this tournament. They've won five straight. They have this guard, Deshaun Booker. He lights it up. He's the only guy that does anything on the team, but he, he's a he, – remember that name. And let me tell you something. The only team to have beaten UC Irvine in the Big West this entire year is none other than the 14-18 and 18 Long Beach State. What are they? 49ers. The 49ers. That's my pick. I mean, those are two terrible picks, you guys. You should both be put in timeout for those picks. There's only one pick. It's okay to go chalk sometime. I'm going with the anteater. UC Irvine, baby. One loss, which you just referenced, but one loss all year in conference play. And also Karan Butler's son is on UC Irvine. Little nugget. Karan Butler. I very much expect him to be in attendance in one of these games. So I'm taking the anteaters. They're just simply the best team in the entire conference. That conference is horrific. So you guys enjoy rooting for sub-500 teams. I will take the best team in the conference that's only lost once against all of these other guys. Hey, we're 18 and 12, baby. Don't, don't disrespect okay. Hawaii uh, quite like that. But, yeah, I, I, so we, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm on full press right now. That's, that's the only thing. That's, that's big, big, big footnote to all my picks right now i just i just don't want you to panic for it chip away at the lead there's still time i just want you to chip away you don't need to start taking steph curry threes no i won't be chipping away when i'm getting pitted by waves with my hawaii brass (laughs) that's good (laughs) that's good uh conference usa what do we got yeah this 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 is such a dumb conference, first of all. There's so stupid. 16 teams, maybe more. I don't, I, I don't even know. They're all horrible. Uh, 
I don't really understand the rhyme or reason of any of them being together. It's just sort of the house of misfit toys. Old Dominion, the one seat, is about as cursed as cursed can get, having said that, in this in this conference tournament. They're highly seated every single year the last the last four years in this sort of new Kusa. And they just they just blow it every single year. So I'm going with the Marshall Thundering Herd. We are Marshall. Big part of the reason why, if you're just to pull up the standings, they look like a top three or four team in this. For some reason, I think they're sixth seeded in the bracket. I don't know if that's because no one pays attention to the Kusa and it was just a mistake that no one corrected. But if I'm going to get nine bonus points for them as a six seed, and they're, uh, let's see, 18 and 13 as a team on a five-game winning streak, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, it seems like a loophole in the uh, system there. I mean, all I have to say is those stars need to be wished on. Your skin needs to be kissed on. My eyes, baby, they're fixed on. Your snap back. Old Dominion, baby. This is the year. This is the year they dance. And they're dancing the snap back. And they're going to get the band Old Dominion. They're going to bring them in wherever their tournament came. They're going to have a rally song. This is the year. No analysis, no statistical thing. I haven't watched the game. Couldn't name one player, but I do know that the band is good. I can very much appreciate that little jingle. I'm happy you did that. I might send you another email, Bore, change my pick. But as of right now, I'm just going to go with Southern Miss. I, I have zero idea about any of these teams in the conference. When I look at Conference USA, I look at the teams. I'm like, how the fuck are they in this conference? Why are right, they exactly. in this conference? Like the conference USA that I know is Marquette is Louisville. If you can believe it back in the day, right? Those teams were conference USA to me. I, I, I look at this conference. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck they're in this conference. So I just took Southern Miss. I, I don't have much to add. And if we could please move on from this conference, I'm glad we got the jingle. <laughs> one little, one little note soup. Am I a little nervous? that my Marshall Thundering Herd lost 101 to 51 to your Southern Miss Eagles. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> I think that I think I was looking at this six seed and I was like, maybe that game. They're like, no, you're you're a six seed. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, let's get the hell out of here. I'll tell you what, though, real quick. This is the only podcast that you're going to get two marshalling th- Marshall Thundering Herd refies in a year when it comes to college basketball. We had a This Week in Feed a couple weeks ago when some guy from Marshall in the 70s hit the longest shot ever recorded. And now we got you picking number one in the conference USA. What a program. All right. Yeah, I got I, – I mean, Kyrie said it best when he's just like, we got to get out of L.A. I, I got to get out of the conference USA. All right. Ivy League, let's smarten up a little bit. Let's get the task ready. Pens and paper. Talk to me. Ivy League, boy. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think Yale deserves it this year. They're the top seed. This is the what third, fourth year of them doing a ridiculous semifinal bracket format. I don't know if I'd prefer this or doing their ridiculous like English Premier League scoring where there just is no tournament. Um, but yeah, it's in New Haven. Uh, Yale was in a 
right there with the best team all year. It seems like Yale or Harvard this year. Harvard won on a buzzer beater at their home court in overtime this year, and they want some revenge. Bulldogs. Also on the Bulldogs, strictly because I, I like the schedule they've played. I like the fact that they're willing to get out there and you know take a punch. They went to, to Duke. They went to Memphis. They put up over 100 points against Memphis. Now, I know Penny Hardaway's team doesn't play any defense, but Yale went in there and you know, went at them. And so I, I like the fact that they're tested. They're clearly recognized that, look, the only thing that matters is one game in March for these Ivy League guys. So they'll be ready. This is Harvard's tournament every single year, man. Much like Iona owns the MAAC, this is Harvard, baby. I'm all on Tommy, a maker, dance, Amaker. Tommy Amaker and, and Harvard, uh, I got them. And you're right, before they had a crazy win against Yale, but that wasn't their, in their home court. But Tommy Amaker's been here before. He's won this tournament before. Give me the, give me the Crimson. All right. This should be, I, I'm assuming this is going to be all of us around here, except for maybe now. Shark, Shark here might have an outlier, but Borg, give me the Mac, M-A-C. Action. Yeah, it's, it's Buffalo. I mean, it's the number 18, in, 18 team in the country. I didn't pick a ranked team in the, in the mid-major in Wofford. And I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. So uh, give me Buffalo. I mean, their West Virginia and Syracuse wins don't look nearly as impressive anymore as when, at the start of the year when at least one of the two were ranked. But, uh, yeah, they're just, they're just a bunch of, bunch of dogs. Massenburg, Perkins, Harris, like that whole starting rotation and the black, just the black Buffalo Bulls jerseys. Pretty sneaky dynamite look for a, a tough team and uh yeah i'm going with them top no i remember team. i remember real quick before you jump in here shark i think it was the second week of the season we were recording an episode and buffalo was on the road to west virginia i think that was the game where west virginia lost and the season just went to complete shit but in that moment we said holy shit yeah buffalo really good what a, that's a hell of an upset that's a great win and they were ranked top 10 for a decent amount of the year, Buffalo was. So, uh, yeah, no, you're right. They did beat, a at that point, good West Virginia team. And then, you're right, also Syracuse. Who you got, Shark? You know who I got. I'm a rocket. I am oh, on the rocket. I knew, it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew he was going to do that. I love this team. I love Toledo. I've been to Toledo. I've been boots on the ground in Toledo. I own a shirt that says Toledo. I am Toledo. All right. I love this team. I highlighted them uh, last month when they had a big game against Buffalo. Unfortunately, they lost that game. Then the game after that, they lost again. But then you know what? They didn't fold. They didn't crumble. They ripped off six straight. They're ready for this. They want Buffalo. They want me, you, Buffalo. You know, lunchroom, six o'clock. We'll see you there. All-out brawl. That's what's happening right here. Jalen Sanford, a white guy named Jalen. I'm still fascinated by that. I love the way he plays, though. I love this team. I need the rubber match. We talked earlier, can you beat a team three times in one season? I need to find out. Buffalo beat the bag out of Toledo back in December. They beat him again back in January. Let's see you do it in March, Massenberger. This is definitely one of my favorite teams going right now is the beat a team three times in a season. Does anyone have any statistical data to back any of this up? I bet it's pretty easy to beat a team three times in a season if you're that much better than them. But we'll see. I'm going with the Bulls. 
Four. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, I was going to say, I actually tend to completely agree with Nap's thinking, but that could just be totally, completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. So, no, it's uh, right. Yeah. It's right. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> like every time Villanova beats us twice in the season, it's like, well, it's tough to beat a team three times. <laughs> it's like, no, they're just way better than you. Um, and I think that's the case here. That's, that's what I'm getting at as well. So um, I'm picking Buffalo with this. They got the tournament experience. They've, they've played in Arizona. They played in Kentucky last year. I think they're going to, that's going to transfer. Well, let me ask you this shark. You say you love Toledo. I'm going to pull this incredible line and you know where i'm going with this have they ever loved you back they clearly have not because you ride for them and the second you you put them on the map they get their shit pushed in so once again i'm going to ask you fever pitch have they ever loved you back they haven't uh the only response i yeah i I mean i'm just thinking of a story that i heard until one time i was in an airport and i was standing in line to board the plane and there was a male flight attendant getting off and he was talking with his companions and he told them and i I just overheard this he said never stay at the comfort inn in toledo (laughs) 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 and i needed to know more but i had i had to board the plane so that's all i got Good, what could good, possibly good. go on at the, at the comfort? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Theater. Theater's going on there. Oh, that's good. All right. Mountain West. Mountain West. Okay. I mean, I, I think we set the record last week of most minutes discussing former super fan of a program in Bill Sprout. And when I was looking at this bracket, I, I was sort of like I was sitting in the slumdog millionaire seat. Just all of the answers were there. I just had to look back on past events. Uh, immediately, was thinking, oh, my God, Utah State, Aggies, it's so easy. Sprout, the limit does not exist. <laughs> Utah State. So, yes, I am sticking with my guns. Uh, I get the game is in Vegas. I'm sure Nevada is going to have an army there. But – I don't think they're as far ahead, at least resume wise. When you, when you ignore last year and just look at this year, what have they done versus uh, what Utah, Utah state has done? It's not as far away as people might think. So I'm guessing everyone's going to be in Nevada. I'll roll with Sprout. Slumdog millionaire, Batika. I, I couldn't have put it better than that right there. I mean, I, I, I ride with Sprout. You know, I'm a Sproke guy. Have been for a decade. <laughs> I ride with Utah State. I don't care if they're the two seed or the 17 seed. I'm taking them every single time. Give me Sproke and a bottle of white. Bill Sproke, call him uh, once, twice a week for the last 30 years. <laughs> Hank Marjukas for all those that can't keep up with that one. Yes. All right. Look, you guys. Yeah, Nevada. <laughs> yep, here comes Nevada. Whatever. Let's go to the next conference. I don't even no, want to hear. Yeah. We're not. We're not. We're not moving on here. All right. I feel like I need to be with my dogs. I'm ready to run through a fucking wall for this tournament. All right, for the Wolf Pack because all year I've been doubted by the Shark, been doubted by everyone when I say that they're the best team on the West Coast. 
All right. And now after that Bush League nonsense that happened in Sprout's backyard to Jordan Caroline, the fire extinguisher, I'm ready to run through a wall, man. You think you think Musselman, after he won the regular season Mountain West title, took off his shirt just for nothing? He might have. He actually just might have. I also like to think that there was some sort of calculated effort behind that. I'm ready. This is the one tournament that I'm like super into and I'm ready to get on that court. I'm ready to D up three quarters length, baby. I'm ready to punch through a glass and for to punch a fire extinguisher for Jordan Caroline. Nevada exacts revenge against Utah state in this tournament in a very chippy game. And the wolf pack, I think they're going to get a four seed because of this. Maybe even a three if we're feeling lucky. All right, so give me the pack. A four seed or a three seed? Jesus, man, come on, get some help. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Say it again. I'm ready to go. Speaking of the pack, pack twelve. Wait, did did we uh, did we skip over the meek? We did. That's okay. Blessed are the meek. They shall inherit the earth. Meek Mill, go. I mean, this is a – is this the worst conference in CBB? Oh, just awful. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take NC, A&T is the two seed. Uh, I think I I picked them the last couple years. I I mean, I don't know. There's not – okay, not one guy on this team is averaging more than 10 points. So to my point last week, this is your front of the jersey, not the back of the jersey, team of the week, NCANT in basketball and in life. There might be. I mean, it is it is in Norfolk, and Norfolk State's the one seed. Pretty convincingly. Yeah. The the pick here is going to be Howard. Howard is the pick. They got this guy R.J. Cole. Does a little bit of everything. Might might throw. He works as. Whatever you need, he's there. Wash the laundry, he'll do it. Drop 22 a game, he'll do it. Dish out six assists, done. I like Howard uh, really just for that guy. And here's an incredible nugget that I'm ready to pull out. And here's my basis for picking Howard. Howard is 6-7 and seven in home games this year. All right, so they're under 500 at home. On the road, 9-7. and seven. These guys are road warriors, all right? They don't want to be, be playing, you know, wherever their campus is in D.C., wherever it's at. They want to go on the road. They want to go down in Norfolk. They want to be tested. They want to be challenged. Howard, watch out for the bison. Can't agree with either of those picks. I'm going to go Lavelle Moten in North Carolina Central strictly because of Moten's suits. Incredible suit wear. He wears red sometimes. You'll see him wear red on the sidelines from North Carolina Central. And also because he's kind of the king of viral moments when it comes to the MIAC. So he's got the suits like I had mentioned. But also, if you remember a week or so ago on senior day, Moten's kid went up, was crying and hugged a senior for, for North Carolina Central because he didn't realize that was his last game at home. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we call a familia. All right. That's, that's Lavelle Moten. That's his kid. That's North Carolina Central sitting around a picnic table, sitting around a regular table, whatever you want, with some Coronas, with with Don Peretta, give it, you know, given the speech. That's North Carolina Central. They're familiar, all right. They're family. So give me them in the meal. 
I mean, what are you even talking about? <laughs> All right, that's good. Pack 12. Yeah, I'm going with Washington here. Um, they're, they're, I mean, what a year, Sue, for, for your boys in your conference. Uh, they'll be back. I mean, Arizona and Oregon and Utah, well, I, I think most of the, like, let's have a meeting to rebrand as a conference is kind of overblown. It's just a down year. But uh, Washington's been the pretty good team um, out of the bunch. So I'm rolling with them. And, and this is uh, historically, this is ones and twos all day. Um, typically, it's, you know, the fact that Arizona's so good, Oregon's so good. But, uh, yeah, that's who I'm going with. Bad pick again, Boris. It's Oregon. Oregon just went into Washington and beat them. They're hot. They've won four straight. They have the talent. They were preseason top 25. They got Peyton Pritchard. They, they, have, they have the team. They have the infrastructure. Dana Altman is experienced at this level. They know that if they want to be dancing, they have to win this tournament, and they're going to win this tournament. I, I don't hate the pick, but the justification for it I do hate. They don't have the talent. They're bull lists. No bulls in the cupboard. No, no, no little bull. All right, no bull bull. Uh, they do have Kenny Wooten, who's who's pretty good. And Peyton Pritchard is he, – he's like the complete opposite of a Matt Mooney. He's been there forever. Matt Mooney's been in college basketball forever, but one's actually good in Mooney. The other just thinks he's Steve Nash, and all he does is dribble underneath the hoop and turns the ball over. So I don't hate the pick, but the justification I do – Obviously, I got to go with Arizona. Got to go with the alma mater. Do I expect them to win? No. This is me just conceding points at this point because I'm not going to not root for them. But it's been a terrible season. They got swept by ASU. And they've lost, I think, three or four at home, which is fucking unheard of in the Sean Miller era. So I don't really expect them to, to win. The only thing that is going to be a saving grace and could propel, help, that help propel them is Arizona owns that tournament in terms of fans. That be, that Vegas essentially becomes Tucson during the Pac-12 tournament. So we'll see if that's going to be able to, to help them moving forward. If not, just put me out of my fucking misery. Take me out back like old Yeller. Take a loss in the first round. Their, their first game is against USC tomorrow. So I'm going to go with Arizona, but I'll tell you what. Whoever represents the Pac-12 much like that you and I Bradley game is going to get their ass handed to them in the first round, most likely. So that's the Pac-12. Terrible, terrible year. Terrible conference. I mean, I'll be looking forward to your man Bill, though. Walt that's true, yeah. can't miss TV. Yeah. Talking about I mean, healing dirt and being – did you see this year he claimed to be in Ghostbusters and then he wasn't in Ghostbusters? <laughs> that was like just unbelievable. Guy makes for incredible television. He is, he is the only thing that that we're bringing to the table this year. Also, quick side note: I don't know how much you, you guys realize how incompetent the Pac-12 commissioner Larry Scott is. Majority of the Pac-12's problems in football and in basketball, in terms of how irrelevant and non-competitive the teams are, are a direct result of his ineptitude. Larry Scott, I almost love it at this point because he's embracing the villain role. He got himself a $75,000, something crazy like that, sweet at the Mirage. Just living it up, yucking it up. (laughs) 
<laughs> bubble baths and, and champagne. And nothing's wrong. No, don't worry about it, Larry Scott. It's not like the, your your power conference is going to get one fucking team in the entire tournament. Like it's just the optics of it are incredible. So I'll I'll revert away from the Pac-12. They're not really worth touching on very uh, very much. I will talk now though about the SEC, and I know the, sh- the shark is Pavloving before. Talk to us about what's going on in the SEC. Yep, Naps year, man. Uh, the Vols and the three seed are my pick. And again, I'm, I'm just pulling for the teams I I'd, I'd think are the best in these. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to get too cute and say who's going to win the tournament and this and that. I think they're the best team out of the top three or four there. LSU, I'm not buying it. Um, and it's in Nashville. Grant Martin, I've stated publicly on on record grant mark grant williams i stated publicly on record i would move to islamabad for if he did his senior year on the province friars uh is my favorite player to get just a big monster that's athletic and can shoot free throws at such a high clip is incredible um and so and somebody's gonna get boned this tournament jordan bone is coming out boning and uh i'm all for it plus to get Two bonus points on top of that for Jerome scoring. That's the pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm all over Tennessee here as well. It, they're the three seed in the SEC tournament um, because of a weird tiebreaker with Kentucky. Whatever, three seed. They're they're matching up with Kentucky in the semifinals. That ticket is going to be a hot. I'm talking like Brad Paisley, Tim McGraw, you know, Dolly Parton. Zach Brown band, all these people coming together in Nashville to give one time. This ticket would be hotter than that ticket on this Bridge, ticket. Uh, Bridgestone arena too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's That's going to be un- unreal. Would you it's say weird. Yeah. It's going to be, it's a big time ticket. And the one thing that Tennessee is the Vegas favorites to win the tournament as well. So whoever's going to win that, whoever wins that game is going to beat the bag at LSU. I'm not worried about LSU. LSU is dead to me. They're cheaters. They don't belong in this tournament. If anything, we should kick them out. Um, but the, I feel very confident about Tennessee. The only thing, and I've been preaching this all year, the only thing that is holding them back is Lamonte Turner. I mean, this guy, it, 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 he just keeps shooting. This guy just keeps shooting. He is shooting under 30% from three this year, and he shoots like six threes a game. He has Sandy Lyle confidence. That's what he's dealing with right now. He is chucking them up. And he plays a lot. Like, I get it. I get you got to, you want him to shoot his way out of it. But at some point, his shot selection needs to catch up to the fact that he's missing, you know, pretty much 75% of his shots at this point. It drives me crazy. Um, so that's the only thing that holds us back when we go into ruts. And we, I mean, Grant, he has to work so hard to score sometimes because the defense focuses on him so much. And Schofield is very inconsistent. Bone's been phenomenal. I mean, that guy, he's always been so fast, fastest guy on the court. But this year, he's just taken the next level offensively. Um, I could see him declaring for the draft. I could see Williams, Schofield's going to be gone. I, I, this could be the end of the run. So if this team wants to hang their hat on something, I hope it's some type of championship. Um, they lost in the SEC finals last year to Kentucky. They were co-champions of the regular season last year. They were not this year. So really, this run could end with not much other than some high seeding in the tournament. So it would be nice to be able to point to something like, hey, you know, remember back in 2019 we won the SEC tournament? Yeah, that was cool. Um, 
I still think this team's a final four team. I think they can get there, but it's just, you got an opportunity right here to build that resume, uh, put it as the number one bullet right underneath that experience at university of Tennessee, uh, sec champion. So two Tennessee guys, two ball guys, I'm going with Kentucky in this one, too much experience with Calipari and too much firepower. Love hero, love Hagen's, Love P.J. Washington. And if Reed Travis is back and healthy, I think they take care of business in the SEC title game. A lot of people talking about the fact that it's in Nashville and the Vols travel incredibly well. Obviously, it's in their home state, but that doesn't mean shit to Big Blue Nation, man. Yeah, They're going to come there. there. They're going to take I, over again. So I, I'm not really worried about Kentucky playing a road game or anything like that. I think that if they played in a neutral spot, which they will technically – Kentucky and the Vols, um, I would take Kentucky. So I'm going with Big Blue Nation here in this one. They're not going to win the SEC title, this other team that I'm about to reference, but Ole Miss. I could see Ole Miss getting to a semifinals or something like that in, in the SEC. So in the SEC tournament, unless they play Kentucky, and then in which case I'm completely contradicting myself. But so play, Yeah, Ole Miss will play LSU. I mean, SEC is good, man. There, there's a lot of good teams. Ole Miss, Auburn, even Florida can get hot. Mississippi State, there's a lot of good teams that can go on a run. And just to kind of speak to the point in Nashville, I've been to the SEC tournament in Nashville. Incredible experience. Perfect city for it. you got Bridgestone is right there on Broadway. The whole city is flooded with people wearing the colors of their school. And it's such a centralized location for, you know, the SEC. And Big Blue Nation is a large contingent. So I'm already – you know, I'm not ruling out the fact that I might be there. I might pull some strings, find a way to get down there. Um, I think you got to, man. That sounds yeah, dynamite. Yeah. That has got to be like the best pro venue as far as like proximity to bars. It's incredible. Oh yeah, because you're not yeah you're not bogged down by the big city stuff that you'd get at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn or something. You, you know, it's all literally right there. You don't have to Uber anywhere after the game. You're you can walk anywhere. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's great. It's great. The only, pro, the only thing holding me back is, and, and from doing it is obviously Washington DC is a regional this year in the tournament. So I don't want to blow my load going to the sec tournament where Tennessee might end up as the two seed in the DC regional. And then next thing, you know, you know, I got to blow the load there, you know, don't blow the load. Exactly. Totally just <laughs> Couple nuts. <laughs> One nut. All right, we got four more conferences to go. We can go through these relatively quickly, unless you guys have actual insight on these. I can firmly say that I do not. But yeah, more. literally nothing. Southland. Put on your Sunday best, baby. Abilene Christian, the two seed, twenty-five and eight. In the, uh, I mean, speaking of, on a religious note. Moment of silence for Stephen F. Buttermilk. They did not make the tournament this year. Uh, they, this is my only other little nugget. This bracket is outrageous. <laughs> it's 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 almost like a human centipede. Of you, it's, it's just you win a game and then you get to face the four seed, and then you win a game and you get to face the one seed. So double buys for the for the uh, one and two seed. Uh, Abilene is the two seed, but they're, they got a much better record than Sam Houston at the one spot. And, uh, yeah, I'm all about it, baby. 
I, I love this bracket too. Yeah, I've seen this bracket. Pretty much the one seed is literally already in the finals. They, they just have to like show up and then they play in the finals. Just plug them in. Yeah. Um, that's not my pick though. My pick is New Orleans. And I'm picking New Orleans because I love that town. That's my town. All right. I, I go to New Orleans a lot for business. I love that. I love the Mississippi. I love the quarter. They call me the king of the quarter. I love that town. I don't know anything about this basketball team but I know everything about that town. So I'm riding New Orleans. I don't even know what privateers. I think their team name is outrageous team name, but give me the privateers. Or I'll dress up with you, baby. Sunday best. I'm going Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian sounds like a power high school football team. Like you would see them play that uh, play like Dallas Carter or Permian or something in Friday night lights. Actually, I may have to go rewatch that film because I'm pretty sure Abilene Christian is just a powerhouse football program trying to dabble a little bit in college basketball. So yeah. You know, well, in, in that case, let's Sue, let's take state baby. Um, <laughs> let's take state. I'm, I'm fired up there. I think their best player's name is Friday. Good Friday. Another. I mean, you just got to get creative with these with these smaller smaller brackets. All right, Sun Belt. Well, I'm pulling this up. You guys, can you guys go first in this one? Yeah, I'll go first. I did have I did have something for the Sun Belt. You got something good there. I'm taking Georgia State. Georgia State's my pick. Um, yeah, I'm taking Georgia State. R.J. Hunter's dad. Hopefully, he falls off like the chair or his little like wheelie again he's probably not hurt anymore or injured but we will always have that incredible memory of rj being that three and That's rj going down so i'm picking george state yeah i had something on them but uh, yeah i'm going with george state too and they did they look like the clear favorites all right swack where are we at prairie milk <laughs> prairie view a and m that's the pick this team, look at their record. This team is a freaking Clydesdale. You know, they, they, they are running, running this conference right here. Prairie View A&M. Don't even know where it is. Couldn't even Something. tell you. I can't even tell you what state Prairie View A&M is. That's, uh, they're on the Oregon Trail. Somewhere on the trail. They're on the trail. All right. They're 17-1. and one. They've won eight straight. They're 10 and 0 at home. That's what I got for you. Leading scorer is this guy named Gary Blackston. He'll, he'll put up 15 for you, and then he'll do your taxes for you right after the game's done. Gary Blackston. It is tax season. Very necessary at this point of the year. Or did yeah. you take Prairie AM as well? Yeah, no, I did. Um, this, they're actually underway right now. A little bit of a tight, tighter game than I would have hoped to play against Alcorn State. But um, yeah, this is this is like the classic. I just pray for whoever wins this, just getting Zioned uh, in the round one game as a 16 seed. I'm going Texas Southern. I had to go uh, away from the limb. I saw Prairie View A and M was really good, so I'm just trying to get a value pick here. So I went Texas Southern. Last but not least, a whack. I think I think I think you know my pick. I'm going with my one of my favorite hoop stories, the Grand Canyon Lopes, uh, the for-profit university that dug themselves 
into prominence. Now they're not for profit anymore. Some venture capitalists came in, flipped that shit like the Property Brothers, and uh, they had. Have you been to a game, Soup? Oh yeah, I went to an SDSU game. It a couple looks. Of- it looks electric. It is. Um, so they're the three seed. I pulled for that. I mean, I'd love to see them in the tournament. Uh, did they, I think they got eligible one or two years ago. Last year. Yeah. So uh, they're they're looking pretty strong again, strong enough where I can justify taking them over uh, New Mexico State, Utah yeah. Valley at the two seed. What's I don't know what that's about. That's I mean that's a good they're a good story Grand Canyon but New Mexico State New Mexico State should borderline should be ranked they're twenty seven and five they're nasty they look at their if you pull up their team they have pretty much everyone that plays for them and they have about fifteen guys that get over ten minutes a game I don't even know how that's possible um, but they all essentially average between five and eleven points nobody averages more than eleven everyone's in that six to ten range. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if it's bad. All I can tell you is that they're twenty-seven and five, and they I, against you know they're not afraid to play people either. But they went into Kansas and only lost by three. Yeah, the pick here is New Mexico State. I'm with Shark on this one. They run this conference every single year. I want to believe in the Lopes. They're just not there yet. For give Dan Marley another year or two, and maybe they'll be competing for a tournament spot. But until then, this is the Aggies year in and year out. Uh, also, the Bular factor. I'm never not going to pick against the Aggies because the Bular brothers went went through there. I think they're in Las Cruces, uh, New Mexico State. Additionally, New Mexico State is just that team. Every single year that you look at, when you fill out your bracket, they're 15 seed. I'll almost guarantee that they'll be a 14 or 15, and they're going to get white. You think that they're finally going to maybe at least make it competitive or even pull the upset on a 14 over a three and they're down by like 20 at half. So they're good enough to win the, the whack. And that's what I think is going to happen here. And like Shark said, they've been dominant much like UCI in the big West. They've been dominant in this conference as well. So last random fact I have on this. Did you see who New Mexico state is playing in the first round? This Whoa. team, Chicago state. Oh, might be the worst basketball team I've ever seen. Oh God, <laughs> three and twenty-eight, zero and sixteen in the whack. I mean, they're they're they got to be at least a thousand miles from every other team in the school. Yeah, it's, they're in whack. It's it's random sh- shit like this, like the Atlantic Sun. We talked about it last week that I just get such a kick out of. But Chicago State in that round one game might be a must-watch just to see who the hell's out there. Might be a couple O'Rourke's. O'Rourke look like something. <laughs> just, just getting dunked on. Three whole American wins. Jesus Christ. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this bitch up like a hot tortilla. Let's give out some hugs. You guys got hugs to give out? I, I want to hear yours first. All right. My hug is actually for me. I'm going to give myself a self hug. So it was going to be Cincinnati basketball players because I actually do believe that Mick Cronin – like maybe literally cracked a whip in practice. I actually do think he called Luke Fickle and I think he legitimately held tryouts to see who was going to Memphis. So it was going to be for Cincinnati, but we already talked about them. It was going to be for Gardner Webb for their first ever tournament appearance. We already talked about them, but I'm going to give myself a hug because this upcoming Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, 
I will be driving home from Long Beach after a wedding weekend. You know what the Sunday is. It's the holy day. I will be somewhere on I-10 East in the middle of the goddamn desert with no gumble in my ears, having absolutely zero clue who got stiffed, what the seedings are, what the matchups are. This is probably the first selection Sunday I've missed and I don't know how long. I don't even want to know the answer to that question. But please, everyone, pour some out for your boy. Please give me a hug, text, flowers, all that will be welcome. I'm going to be hurt on Sunday, figuratively and literally, because I will be hungover. So, hug for me. My hug is pretty similar to yours, but it's a hug of joy. My hug is for Greg Gumble because I'm so happy to see that bastard. This is the week. This is the week Gumbel's back in my life, and I just want to lift him, you know, twirl him around a little bit, give him a big old Gumble hug. Welcome back, Greg. I cannot wait for you to read me the thing that brings me more joy than anything. Hug for Gumble. Beautiful. My hug's going to whichever one. We, we've talked about it, right? Whichever one of these mid-major teams that is going to get dogged on Sunday. Sub, you're going to be in the car. But we it's 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 destined to happen. It's it's just never been such a weak, shallow and pedantic bubble. And no. it's just <laughs> full of these just like listless high major programs. I mean, I'm the Big East is included in this. Big East was terrible this year. And we're gonna see some of these teams that rattled off a couple wins at the end get in over uh, just the the Belmonts of the world. So hug for them. Um, it's going to happen. Be prepared. I'm with you. Pack Pack 12 was equally as bad. Yeah. The only one who who was able to take over here with the ACC and the SEC. So thank you for holding up at least your end of the podcast. All right, let's wrap it up with this week in the this week in the ten years ago to the day. One of the best games in your conference's history, in the history of that tournament, Requiem for a Big East this week in the UConn and Syracuse goes six overtime. I feel like a lot of us who are big-time college basketball fans know exactly where we were that night. For me, I went to go play basketball. It was freshman year of college. I went to go play basketball, and we played for a good two, two and a half hours. And I went like midway through the first half or maybe even at halftime and I come back, and these guys are still playing. I have, I had to look up that Syracuse won because I didn't really, I, I never really cared who won that game. I didn't re- remember it at all. I just remember how crazy and wild that that entire game was. Eric Dorf, the most white trash guy in college basketball of the past decade, easily jumping up on the scorers table when he thought he won the game, but he didn't. I mean, you want to talk about theater that game. Those six overtimes plus the two halves of regulation, they had it. Incredible. That was the best. I mean, Devendorf was one of my least favorite players of all time. Was that – were we – was that our freshman year of college? Or was it the year before? No, uh, it was freshman. No. Yeah. That Syracuse team – I mean, throwback to that. Old Big East, some of these teams were just so money. Johnny Flynn, Devendorf, Onawaku, like was Andy Routens on that team too? Like it just a bunch of studs. Uh, but yeah, that was 
probably the best the best college hoops games I ever saw. What what are there any rivals in the Big East now? No, I'm saying is there a, is there a game that even maybe the oh. Nova championship a couple of years ago? Uh, that game was incredible, man. Six overtimes, two. I mean, between two teams that hate each other, that's that's big in the Big East in the best. Con- I mean, at that time, that was like the Big East tournament was still a thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's not anymore, but you lose some of that luster when you take away guys like Louisville and Syracuse. Oh, completely. Right? It's, a, it's a completely different animal. Um, yeah. We, so if that's got, that was the same tournament as Kemba Walker, Gary McGee, just. No, 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 because UConn lost that game. Is that a year? Oh, okay. So it was a year later. Next year, I think. <laughs> Gary McGee. Poor guy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. If this was 2011 and we were doing the podcast, I would give him. I might actually fly out and give him a legitimate hug. He needed it. I I changed my hug. Hug for Gary McGee. <laughs> Every single year, he's just going to be reminded of getting his ankles destroyed. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for us. Finish your taxes. All right, and get ready for the best day of the year this upcoming Sunday. It's the holy day, baby, and we're going to have a bracket completely full this time next week when we address it again. Four, thank you for joining the past two weeks, baby, and talking to Jerome with us. Oh, yeah, love it. We made it, man. Selection Sunday was five days out. Damn. Good stuff. Thanks. All right. Talk soon.